Hello and welcome to the Your Story podcast, brought to you by Beauty Booker. In this podcast, we talk about how beauty has changed our lives and what we love about the industry. I'm your host, Kirsten, and today I'm joined by Kaylee Hendricks. Just to let you know, there were some audio issues due to recording over the internet, but they're small and completely bearable. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Kaylee Hendricks, and I am a stylist and a salon owner of the new salon called Hendricks Hair in Aberdeen. Uh, so, when did your passion for hair start? To be honest with you, I don't really remember having like a starting point for passion. I just remember always wanting to be a hairdresser, and anytime I went to the salon as a kid, just like loving it, like thinking everyone there looked super cool and looked like they were having so much fun and. Like when my mum got married, I remember like she'd said to the stylist, oh, Kayleigh wants to be a hairdresser. And I think I must have been like eight or nine. And I was like allowed to hand up the, like the pins and I was just like buzzing because I thought felt like I had a job. But apart from that, I don't really remember. I just always wanted to be. I, I'm so lucky because I know a lot of people don't have that like initial what they want to be. So the, the knowing, you know. Yeah, no, I I don't think I had that. I went through most of my school life just not knowing what I wanted to do. And I kind of, I was a wee bit clueless. uh, But thankfully, towards the end of my school days, that was when I was like, I love English and I love writing and stuff. And I was like, maybe journalism's for me. And I just kind of took a chance with it. And it just happened to turn out okay. Oh, that's good though. But yeah, it's not as easy for a lot of people, is it? I think there's a lot of pressure as well nowadays, you know, like, what do you want to be and do you want to go to uni? And it's a lot to take in at a young age, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's quite um, intimidating because, you know, you're in school and you're, I don't think you're quite ready for what life has for you. So you're just kind of, I, I don't think that you have the the sort of knowledge to decide what you want to do unless you have had that passion from a, a young age. Yeah, that's true. Um because how do you know what you want to do until you've kind of delved into it a little bit? When I was lucky, I, when I was 14, I got a job in a salon, Thursday night, Saturday girl. I'd go in for my training on a Tuesday. So on that respect, that was kind of, I always look at that as like a, like a tester, you No, know, for like younger people. Because from the age 14 to 16, it's a couple of years, you're young. And it's the want to do it. Like I wanted to go in on my school holidays and I wanted to work. And it wasn't to make that extra, that era, that time. You're not making money as such. Well, of course we're making money, but it's not big bucks. You know, you're going in because you want to do it. So I was lucky because I had that as well. It wasn't a case of leave school and just hope for the best. And I think that's what a lot of the kids have just now, is it? Mm, yeah, no, I I think that's kind of what happened to me, where I just kind of went, I'll go to uni, we'll see what happens, you know, if I have to change course, then I have to change course. And I almost did at one point, and I'm really glad I didn't, because... Yeah, you think, stuck it out. Yeah, I don't think I would have enjoyed... Um, I was going to go into media at one point, I was thinking about it, and... I'm so glad I didn't because I don't think I could. But at the same time, yeah, like I really enjoy what I do now. Uh, I think it was just a lack of direction I had because a lot of the lecturers spoke about journalism as if it was only news writing. And that's just not what I want to do. I want to be in magazines and stuff. Yeah, there's so much more. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't think of that at the time. I just thought of, you know, news writing and I was like, I'm really not enjoying it. 
and yeah. then I managed to to stick it out until now and I'm you know I'm really That's enjoying good. it so you're probably so glad you did stick it out and it was probably just one little pinnacle point or something that's just no actually I'm going to carry on and see how it goes and then from there well you've just like kept going and that's it like you love it so it's easy just to stop and give up but sometimes you do just need to keep pushing push through like the hard or the boring or the frustrating bits but you get there in the end do you yeah yeah no I definitely agree with that so what inspired you to work in the hair industry well, like, as a young age, obviously, wanting to be a hairdresser and just, like, loving the atmosphere and the starting from 14, working in the salon experience, and it was a sense of family. And just, I think, the people you surround yourself, you kind of, it rubs off on you. And in general, I think people in the hair and the beauty industry were quite upbeat, charismatic, just, like, lively and full of life. And it makes you want to do good. It makes you want to better yourself, which sounds so cheesy. And I'm, like, not a cheesy person. But it's so true. Like, I think just being in that salon atmosphere day in, day out, who wouldn't want that? It's just, it's a sense of family. Mm, yeah, I think that's good. It goes for any industry a lot of the time. Like, um, my boyfriend works in bars and he always kind of describes him and his team as a kind of family uh, when they're working together. And, you know, when he has had co-workers that he doesn't get along with, he's not as happy in the job. I think it's really important to have that kind of sense of family and community in your workplace. Oh, definitely. And I think it comes down to in the hair industry as well. Obviously, you can choose which path you do if you go to college or do in-house training. I did a bit of both. And I think a lot of it is to do with the person training you or your people who are above you. You know, if you have that respect for them, like I'm lucky enough, I have got trained by, in well, my opinion, like amazing people and like not just their talent and their craft, but like they were so inspiring, like their drive, their work ethic, just like everything. And when you see somebody like that, it makes you, especially from like a young, not even a young age, just like new in any kind of job role or industry, it makes you think, oh, I want to be like that. And when I'm a bit more experienced, I, I would love to educate in that way or I'd love to pass that on or own my salon in that way and put like that across because that's what it is. That's a passion. It's the learning. And if you learn from the people above and you're willing to take it in, you're on to a winner, are you? Yeah, I think it can be discouraging if you've got someone above you that's not as, I don't know, friendly. Um, It makes you feel like you're not welcome and stuff like that. So I think, you know, whoever's above you and whoever's, you know, teaching you, I think that it's their responsibility to kind of create a, a friendly environment. Oh, yeah. And then I think in doing that, it gives people that space to thrive in businesses and like salons why would you not want that place to thrive or that person to thrive if they're they're working under you you want the best for them you don't want to keep people low down or not achieving their best because it reflects badly on them as well so I guess it's like a um, give and take is it yeah definitely do you think that certain aspects of the industry have been changed permanently by uh, lockdown Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. There's been so much things like it's been so hard for everyone, to be fair. But yeah, I think it definitely has changed a lot of things. But I don't think it's going to be things for the worse. 
I think it's going to give us stylists a sense of worth, you know, knowing our worth, knowing how important our time is. We've all had a lot of time on our hands, time to analyse. And do you know what? See, that time in the salon, it's just, I think a lot of us are kind of known for undercharging, not maybe giving the best service. That's not speaking for everyone, but a lot of people do want to come back and come back with a fresh mind and want want to give a bit more to their clients. And so that's, that's always a benefit and in giving more to your clients you get more back so I think yeah it's a good thing yeah. you've got to take positives because mm-hmm. you could we could sit here all day and say oh lockdown and this it's been hot it has been horrible and it's been horrible for everyone but you've got to kind of just brush yourself off and just think do you know what we can what can we do to make this a better situation come back fresher kind of better attitude and just go for it when we do come back and I think clients will notice that yeah I think that like yeah it's good to see the the kind of positives of the situation and as well as that like I I was saying in the last episode that I think that people will come out with like a fresh perspective on the industry uh just the beauty industry as a whole like people will appreciate it a lot more yeah like during lockdown self-care and stuff has been really needed I I think that it's been needed more than any other time people are just wanting to kind of take care of themselves better and you know people are really missing it I think that people took it for granted back before lockdown of course you do you take everything for granted and it's not until things get snatched away you realize oh my goodness I really really miss this the same goes to us with our clients, you know, so it all goes full circle. So do you think that the that hair and beauty affect your confidence? Oh yeah, I think it affects everyone's confidence. Just not even down to people getting their hair done or their nails done or styled. I think it's just that sense of when that client comes into your chair, they're sat down and they have a sense of worth. You know, you don't know to an extent what their life is outside that salon they could be going through the worst time the best time you just don't know so I always treat like obviously every client is so different but it's not just about the haircut it's a feeling of being wanted listened to or even just talked to you know it can go both ways like people might come and just want me to speak to them for the whole appointment which is fine (laughs) I'm okay with that but equally this might be a really kind of busy mum for example kids husband at home full-time job you know she just doesn't have a chance to just speak herself or say what she's up to you know because she's prioritizing other people so you know I think it's so good for that's a confidence thing in itself well for example when just after the lockdown I had a client come in so his family live they don't live here so he'd spent obviously the whole lockdown not seeing anybody the only kind of real people he knew were work friends so he didn't have that social go out for a walk with people he was just on his own that whole time and his first haircut when he came back to me he was actually he was quite emotional I was the first person who touched him or listened to him you know that's so important you know people's mental health has taken a battering since lockdown has begun I think a lot of people have suppressed things having that kind of safe space to come into the salon and I always push that with Hendrick's hair everyone's welcome all walks of life there won't be like a type of person that comes into the salon or sat next to you there's all walks of life and that's how I want it because 
we're all different and it should be celebrated and that's what confidence is I think yeah I agree with that I think that yeah like it must be really hard for people who are living on their own and you know it's a good escape almost and it's a good place to you know like it is a social thing oh yeah Um, definitely and so I think that you know it does affect your confidence because yeah like once you've been inside for months not speaking to anyone like Mm -hmm. retaining all your thoughts as well you know like if I'm stuck inside uh, my partner he works from home so yeah I'm seeing him during lockdown but he's in the other room you can't like have a bad day and you can just be sitting on your own and think like you get into your own head so like imagine that day in day out it's not it's not the easiest you know to to kind of push through so it is amazing people who are just pushing themselves out there and it's so difficult isn't it yeah no I, I agree with that I think that you know you feel good when your hair's done oh, yeah. or when yeah, you that... know your nails are done and stuff like that it makes you feel nice and so like I don't think that you know like in one of my previous episodes we were speaking about how the beauty industry's kind of sort of labelled as like I don't know it's not important and stuff and mm-hmm. that people think yeah. that it's you know like it, it's a stereotypical like oh it's for bimbos kind of industry and it's really not it can do a lot for your mental health and it can mm-hmm. do a lot for your confidence and you know like your appearance and your well-being are like a huge of course it is know. and it's not just for a lot of people think hair and beauty it's it's vanity and yes to an extent it is which there's nothing I wrong with like it's okay to be vain it's okay to have a bit of um looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking oh yeah I'm looking good today we need more of that strutting about our gorgeous blow dry or our lovely new nails how is that a negative thing you know if that makes people feel happy good we're always going to fight this we're always going to fight this bimbo kind of perception I remember when when I was at school and people used to say oh you just want to be a hairdresser it sounds so like pathetic but when you think of things that deep root inside you that's probably stuck with me because I was at school how many years ago and I still think of people oh you're just a hairdresser and it still happens but now I think I'm strong enough to be like yeah I'm just a hairdresser but I'm also I'm a receptionist (laughs) I do hair I I mix chemicals every day you know I um, counsel people kind of you know so just that and so much more and just don't take it personally yeah I think that you know people can be quite demeaning about other people's jobs for some reason Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and like different careers because you get it a lot in journalism because I think when when you say like oh yeah I'm studying journalism and I'm going to be a journalist they immediately think like of the tabloids and so I I get a lot of people who I tell I get a lot of them like face palming and going like oh you're like we don't need another journalist in the world and stuff and I'm just kind of like why do you have to be so judgmental I know <laughs> it's people burrow themselves into little boxes that's a, that's a little box for a journalist and they think of that as a bad experience so they don't think you know but yeah. it's almost like I think nowadays people are trying to fight through this boxes and just be like well no we're so much more in like journalism in hairdressing and I think it is working to be fair I don't think I don't think it's as judgmental as it used to be but there's always going to be a level of judgment yeah I, I do think that it's it's wrong to yeah like sort of pigeonhole different careers and different career paths into these stereotypes because it just it really isn't as simple as that mm-hmm. with yeah. like the beauty industry and because it is more than just yeah those stereotypes there's so much mm-hmm. more to it I think yeah, there's stereotypes in everything. 
that's probably just one really silly person who's just had an observation about this one industry and it's just kind of skittle effect along the way but we all push against it you have that wave just knocking it down you know and it'll soon it'll soon be a kind of oh, I don't know <laughs> no that way you just think <laughs> who knows we could try and stay positive but honestly there's always negative people in the world is there yeah I think that you know stereotypes and stuff are always going to exist we just kind of have to to move past them and to kind of yeah prove them wrong and stuff yeah that's the only way to really get past stereotypes and stuff mm-hmm. of different industries and there's a smugness about it as well because if you know that you've you're performing at your absolute best that you could be be smug about it be happy about yourself because you're proving all these people wrong that didn't ever think anything of you. Like going back to when I was doing my training or even just working in different salons, I've never came across such intelligent, charismatic, lively, caring, loving people. And that's just in like one person. We're not a bad bunch. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite thing about the industry? Well, I think I've kind of touched on that with some of the other questions, but just that sense of family. It's such a diverse industry there's so many different personalities styles but everyone comes together as one it does have that kind of it's known to be not like that and yeah there is exception to the rules like it has that kind of bitchy per se but I haven't witnessed much of that in my career to be honest with you I've only ever found myself in salons that people are building you up and want you to do well so I just love that it's just that kind of being a part of something that's been quite a few people's answers when I've asked oh has it yeah that's good yeah yeah like even in the last episode I was doing the podcast with uh, Justin Mackland Oh yeah, uh, Justin, he's a character. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he was saying that he didn't think that would be a popular answer, but that's what he he thought was his favourite, was the community and the oh, family really? and stuff. I remember thinking, I was like, you'll be surprised, quite a lot of people have that answer, and I think it... It could be the being in Aberdeen area like up north end of Scotland it might be maybe interesting if the answer would be the same elsewhere you know because we're thinking oh we like we like this we've never experienced it too much it's funny because I actually used to work where Justin works so that's quite funny mm-hmm. that it's um our experiences are the same but it would be interesting to see if that is just area based or not yeah I think it would but I think either way it kind of reflects really well on the industry that so many people that I've spoken to have said that about even just the beauty industry in general mm-hmm. not just uh, the hair industry. Yeah people want to share their craft and want to give more people want to give back so it is that sense of family you're in this job because you love it if you've learned a new technique you want to show the people who's around you you're, you're buzzing for it and you want to like put it out there and people who want to learn are always willing to take you know so it's that give and take and I think that's what that community and sense of family is about yeah I think it's quite a creative industry so it's quite I think yeah like a lot of people wouldn't class it as a creative industry I think I would just because there's so many ideas and so much yeah creativity about it it's almost Mm -hmm. oh yeah there's always new techniques 
techniques and new styles of colour, new cuts, you know. It is creative, it's art. You know, you're creating art on the hair to create a shape, create a look. When you're doing that beautiful bob, it's a beautiful shape you're creating. When you've got that kind of shaggy cut, it's all shapes and depths of colour and, you know, it's... I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that it can... I think it can change your entire appearance and I think that that kind of is what makes it stand out to me is just the fact that you know like you you can change your whole appearance just with a haircut oh yeah definitely (laughs) I I think it as well it does come down to self-confidence as well you know because you could just go and get a trim which maybe nobody notices but you know yourself so you walk out that salon and you've maybe had an inch cut off but you feel amazing and you feel like you're what you're strutting down the road well that's what I do and I'm like flicking my hair and I feel like everybody knows I've had my hair done but I'm loving it so we've all felt like that that's creativity and self-confidence because you feel better and feel like it looks better just because you and yourself feel better mm-hmm, yeah. you know your shoulders are back you're like loving life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was me after the first lockdown because I hadn't oh, had a, I hadn't had a haircut and like I think I was planning it just as lockdown started. Oh no. That's when I was planning on getting a haircut and it had been ages since I got my last one. Like when we got put into lockdown I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I was you're like, like <laughs> you're like I've been planning this for a while and you've just ruined my plans. Yeah. <laughs> Shame, um, that's so annoying. Yeah, and I did think I was like maybe I should just cut my hair at home and I was like mm. and I was like no no I'm just gonna wait surely it can't get much worse <laughs> I know. And... yeah don't cut it I know yeah. I've been seeing some um interesting lockdown haircuts but um it gave us a laugh <laughs> yeah yeah like, I, I remember thinking yeah it can't get much worse and then I remember going going to the closest hairdressers to my flat <laughs> you, yeah, after lockdown. you're like urgent <laughs> yeah I was like please help me because <laughs> like I've got quite curly hair and so you could you could really tell at least I think that you can tell that my hair was damaged <laughs> yeah curly hair tends to be a drier texture so um mm. you, it sometimes works in the favor you know you get that your styles all last and things but when it gets to the time it needs a cut you really do see those ends do you yeah when I walked into the the salon I did I think I apologized I was like I'm so sorry oh, no. oh don't be daft <laughs> it's funny because how do you not get your hair cut that often um I don't but I think it's just because yeah like I've, I've heard that for curly hair it's better just to kind of you know cut it less often um, uh-huh. I'm not sure if that's true or not but that's just kind yes. of what I've heard and so I've and a lot of the time especially with university and stuff I just forget <laughs> yeah that's it I well it was just the reason why I'm asking because like curly or longer hair people tend not to get it cut that often and you'd be surprised like so much people always come in oh I'm so sorry it's been so long since I've had my hair done I'm like don't apologize you know you're here now I always just say it makes it so much more worthwhile you'll appreciate it when you do get it like once your hair's finally done yeah definitely like uh, I remember that time when I walked out the salon I felt like I'd almost like lost weight if you know what I mean just from my hair just because you know like my head felt lighter and I was just like oh amazing (laughs) I was like how much hair did because it didn't feel like they'd cut that much and it didn't look that way either and so I was just I was like, how how much dead hair did I have? You're like, oh no, where's it gone? It's probably just the styling and everything as well. It always feels that a little bit like floatier, you know, if it's styled nicely. Yeah, I think especially at the time I was using like a lot of product because I was trying to figure out 
how to care for curly hair and so I just you know I had loads of these products and I was you know I was probably weighing my hair down with that quite a bit Um, yeah some of those um like your curl creams and things they can be quite heavy or sometimes have like that crunchy kind of feeling and they are like they do feel see what getting that washed out and blow dried in it does feel so much softer yeah like I remember thinking that my hair felt like really soft and I was just like how did they do that (laughs) can you just keep it like this forever yeah (laughs) we're magic that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) so what's your plans for the future well hopefully just get the salon open again (laughs) we're just waiting patiently obviously I said in the introduction about myself that I've just just opened my salon so that only opened in September so I've only really had like September to Christmas to have it open and obviously COVID and the safety like I am very safety cautious so I'm not I'm not getting annoyed at the fact that I couldn't do it but it is still a bit frustrating like I just want to get the salon open and hopefully once this is all eased and gets back to a bit more normality just give the Hendrix hair experience you know I feel like we've just had to open with our like the main priority is just like get the screens up get the safety you know only one person in at a time you know and really it's been quite strict and yes that's needed and it was really important and actually clients really appreciated that we did have I had a client who actually just before the lockdown it wasn't my client it was a girl who rents with me's client took me aside and said look I really want to thank you for the standards you've kept you've never like the whole time out from September to December she's a very regular client she said the standards has remained the same and other businesses she'd been to it had slowly started to ever so slightly kind of relax so that's like a super compliment but equally I want to get open get that Hendrix experience that kind of welcome welcoming buzz about the place you know people chilling at reception with their coffee all having a, a yap a laugh I want that friendly environment that's going to be my focus getting back to that and then kind of my clients I love my clients they're the most important thing to me so that's kind of future for me at the moment yeah I think that you know like obviously the safety of it all like people especially right now they want to feel safe and so like it's good that that's a priority just because yeah I've seen a lot of businesses sort of at first they were like yeah let's do all the safety precautions we can and let's make our customers feel safe and then over time they've just kind of relaxed and slipped I don't think it's a bad thing but I just you can't judge it it's such a new thing for everybody and I think when I went back to work it was so scary like the thought of being back and around people and how would people feel with me being so close to them you know it was just in that knowing once you get used to things a little bit you almost do desensitize you know like I'd like I was seeing people day in day out but I'd have clients coming in who had maybe just come off a shielding who hadn't seen anybody so they were super timid understandably so because so were we at the start it was just it's try to remember people's so I can see why it's kind of slowly, it slowly did kind of start relaxing elsewhere because people get a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that it's relaxing a wee bit, but I do think that, you know, there was some places that I was in that I was like, this is 
far too relaxed <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah you're yeah. like you've gone like way the other way <laughs> yeah um and yeah like those places that I've been to that there's like virtually like no social distancing and stuff and I'm uh, just kind of like that's, yeah, that's where stress. yeah that's where it becomes more stressful for people who are a wee bit more cautious um <laughs> people are missing the kind of normality of it all um yeah like having people sitting at reception and just chilling waiting on their appointment and mm-hmm. stuff I think like even though that's not what you go to the to the hairdressers for and stuff it is yeah part of but the it is yeah it's, exactly like I always feel like when I go to a salon that it's quite a friendly environment and you can speak to the other customers you can speak to the uh, to the workers there and it's not it's quite an informal place so it's, yeah. it's nice to just have like sit and have a wee chat while you're waiting for your appointment so definitely I always say I always want Hendrix hair to be that the, the vibe of going to your friend's house kicking back on the sofa getting comfy and just having a right good chat with your chums. We've all been to places, whether it be a bar, a restaurant, a salon, just anywhere, it doesn't matter, but where we've just not quite felt that comfortable for any reason in particular. It could just be your own, um, how you're feeling that day, but it's not a nice feeling. So I really want Hendrix hair to be that kind of vibe that you just come in, hiya, how you doing? You know, you don't feel like the door opens and everyone turns and stares at you, you know, because mm-hmm. we've all had it and I, don't, I would hate my clients to feel that way. I'm just, I just want it to feel like a big house and you can't, well, obviously this covid restrictions we can't can't have it that way just now but future it will be (laughs) yeah yeah no I think it is important to have like a a sort of comfortable atmosphere uh and sort of inviting and yeah not too formal because I always feel quite intimidated when I go into a place that's quite I don't know you you feel like you need to be a certain way or something yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to to describe is it yeah Yeah. so what advice would you give uh, to someone who wants to become part of the industry I would just say do it if you really want to do it just put yourself out there I would say look into what you want to do and what level of kind of training you want whether it be college in-house salon based there's kind of different options but make sure you choose something that fits your vibe. You know, there's the hairdressing is it's there's so many styles and flares and types of hairdressers. We're all different. That's like a celebration in life. Everyone to be different. So just make sure you pick a salon that's suited for you. You know, because you don't want to go into a salon and knock your confidence just because it maybe just wasn't the right atmosphere for you or doesn't specialise in, say, extensions, but you know later down in the line you want to do that. You know, just look into it and try and think long-term, you know, because what, you what you're going to give is what you're going to get back. So just make sure it's the right place for you. There's Aberdeen has got amazing salons and everywhere, you know, all, all around Scotland has amazing salons, all for different people, you know, and different walks of life just make sure you're picking somewhere that's good for you and be prepared to just work your butt off yeah I think that it's important that you're enjoying where you are because I oh yeah I was speaking to Sammy McDonald from uh, oh yeah 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 the, the Aberdeen the training of- yeah beauty therapy and she was saying that when she was training in other places that she wasn't happy with the the hygiene levels and stuff and yeah I think you know you have to take into account everything when uh when you're choosing where you're working and stuff and yeah she said to me that she 
really wasn't happy with it so she just didn't work there again and it really was as simple as that yeah do you not think that's like actually amazing that she'd done that she just thought you know what no my standards are better than this like that's actually to be praised I think nowadays we're so worried we always feel like we're stuck but no one's ever stuck anywhere thrive go off and if it's not for you fine you don't even need to explain it sometimes you just have a feeling but there's something for everybody and there's something right for other people everywhere you don't need to feel stuck anywhere yeah yeah no I agree with that I think that you know like as much as it might not be as simple as just leave there's oh yeah yeah like there's so much to take into account with that but at the same time yeah like there's things that you can do you know like if you can't leave then you can speak to someone higher up and just say Mm -hmm. you know I'm not happy with the standards and stuff and there's always options there's always stuff that you can do yeah if it's like what you're not happy with or what you want to kind of do is for the bigger picture is positive it shouldn't be an issue I think we can all get strung up and take things personally, but if everyone has that same collective want and it's positive, how's that a bad thing? And I understand things can sometimes come across as just a bit, you know, oh, she's being difficult or he's being that. Or But if you just take a step back and think, or look, open your eyes, I suppose, you know, I think it's protecting herself, is it, you know, and having that defence up. Mm. So this has become a wee bit of a staple question. Um, just because I asked it on the very first episode and Kate loved it and pretty much everyone that I've asked it loves it. Okay. Um, ever since they're like, that's quite a good question. I like that question. Oh. So it's become a staple question. So what advice would you give to your past self? I would probably say not to doubt myself. I'm actually quite a shy person. I have to. I always feel I have to really push myself. Well, like when you had kind of gotten in touch about this podcast, for example, my first response was, as much as I'm honoured, this is something I've never done. I'm quite nervous for it. But I always like, the older I've got, I've learned just, no, just do it, push yourself. Whereas back years ago, I would have just politely declined. Don't doubt yourself, do the things that scare you because it pays off and it's just going to make you stronger. And another thing, I think this comes down to the shyness as well is don't hide in people's shadows, you know? Like it's easy just to meander along and just keep doing what you're doing or kind of motivate other people but sometimes a moment comes you think no I'm going to do this for myself so it's like just put yourself out there not be so shy and not doubt myself and what's what worse could happen you know you fail at something but at least you know you tried yeah I'm quite a shy person and I've come a long way since I started university and yeah like I think that that's probably the advice I'd give my past self as well oh is it oh well (laughs) Yeah, like, in first year, I was very much, like, I didn't think I was capable of a lot that I can do and I know I can do now. Yeah, so that's Um, your self-doubt, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that if I could somehow go back in time and speak to my past self, I think if I was to tell her, like, oh, yeah, you're hosting a podcast now. (laughs) You'd be like, no, I am not. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'd be like, sorry, no, that's not happening. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, like, I think that I've... You can surprise yourself. Yeah, and I think that as well as that, I I like to push myself a wee bit. I have to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone to get somewhere. You know, like, I'm fine with that. I know that, you know, that doesn't work for some people. I think that, you know, you either need to take baby steps or you need to just push yourself into the deep end. I think that I'm one of the people that, like, I just have to, to jump into the deep end and just... Definitely, me too. 
once I don't know if I've seen it somewhere but it's stuck with me if you can't push yourself who else will push you you know like you can't rely on anybody if you want to do something just do it you know and again I understand there's always obstacles in the way but that's a good thing because that just gets you stronger hopping over all these obstacles to get to it just shows your dedication doesn't it yeah yeah I think so and that's Kaylee's story Thank you so much for joining me today, Kaylee, and thank you all so much for listening. If you're interested in Hendrix here, please look in the show notes below for links to our website and social media platforms. You can join us next week for another episode of the Your Story podcast.